Hi everyone, welcome to HubShots episode 92. We talk about HubSpot analytics, updates, Google My Business websites, and some Instagram tips. Now this is a podcast for marketing managers who are either using HubSpot or are considering using HubSpot. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? Oh, really good. And um, uh, looking forward to another episode, especially our first inbound uh, tip around speed. That's a great tweet, isn't it? That's right. So first of all, we've probably talked about this many a time, but speed is becoming quite an issue as um, Google tries to get people to speed up their websites and, you know, like they've developed the AMP project. Yeah, it's all about user experience, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and people are becoming less and less, what do I say? Tolerant. Tolerant about speed, right? And so this this is a really interesting up, and I love Formula One, right? So this is a really good tweet. It said, Ferrari can change four tires in three seconds. That's faster than the average load time of a web page, which is five seconds. It's gold, isn't it? I know, it's fantastic. So I think here's a note to everybody. We've put some resources about how you can go and test your website speed and the easiest tool to probably use is the website grader from hubspot yeah we've listed five tools and you know google's page insights is in there uh website grader uh, gt metrics and webpagetest.org is always good as well and what these every tool kind of has their own pros and cons some will highlight just very simple things like i think as you said website grader it's the simplest to use you get yep. a very quick indication of whether it's sites healthy or not uh but some of the others really dive down into the resources exactly and things that are cached and yes. image sizes image size is a classic one that's like a that's a big gotcha say. right there the thing i like about that when i see that there's massive image sizes is that well that's easy to fix i exactly. love i can fix that when it's got some oh there's weird caching it's like oh how am i going to fix yeah. that look generally what what i start off with is i start off with the website grader and then as i delve down i'll look at gt metrics or the web page test and actually get more detailed metrics into what happens that's where you can find it. So generally there are things like page titles that are missing. So this is overall, we're talking page titles. We've got large images. We've got uh, poorly coded websites and that all adds to the speed. So one of the things that people often ask us is like, why is this slow? It's like having a fat web page. Just think about trying to put something that's overweight or heavy through a particular. So are you fat shaming heavy websites? <laughs> But no, I'll just go back a bit. You, you mentioned page titles, yes. which of course doesn't affect site speed, but it's one of the things that are in web, is in website greater in terms yes. of site performance. And there, I guess it gets confusing, but I'm not talking about site speed performance, we're talking about performance in Google rankings. So yeah. That's right. So yeah, so just, just be aware of that. Like, just think of it, it's got to take my analogy back to Formula One. Uh, it's all about weight, speed, and how quickly it happens. So all of these play a part of it. All right, Craig, on to our marketing feature of the week for HubSpot. And this is the new analytics engine that's being rolled out. Yes, this is more of a preview. uh, And I think it's interesting. So we're recording this uh, on the 21st of June. By the time you hear this, it's probably a couple of weeks later. So it probably will have rolled out by then. And what they're talking about is essentially, I'm going to say, making HubSpot analytics more like Google Analytics. And a key piece of this is this 30-minute session timeout. So what they're saying is if someone comes and visits a page and they just leave their browser open, they come back two days later, that was kind of considered the same session previously. Google Analytics doesn't do that. Uh, It actually says after 30 minutes it times out. HubSpot Analytics is getting similar. So after 30 minutes, uh, it's considered a new session. Now, this has a few benefits, actually. It just means that you get, say, that time of last visit 
would actually be the the most recent one. In in that example we said before, they come say one day and then two days later they still have the browser open and then continue on. Well, you'd actually get the original visit was the time of last visit with the current HubSpot, but now it'll be that two days later one. So it's much more accurate. So it's just bringing it. I think it's just improving it, and also they're going to be updating the results. So you get it's not going to be real time, but it's going to be much more of a you know within the last couple of hours updated. So that's really good. Looking forward to that rolling out. Excellent. And now to our marketing tip of the week, Craig. And this is about Google My Business Sites. Now, this is something that was released not so long ago. And I just happened to have a little test case. And I was a bit shocked about how quickly I could create a website. First of all, let's go back a step. What's Google My Business? It's your local listing on Google. So So this is really important, especially people that are starting out. Go and do a search for yourself and see whether you actually appear. And actually, you might actually have a listing already and you might actually have to claim it. So it's it's really around local, yes. isn't it? So like it's related to an address. Exactly. Uh, so if you've got an office address, you definitely should have a Google My Business account. This used to be called um, Google Local and then Google Business. Now it's called Google My Business and they'll probably change the name again. They seem to change the name every year, don't they? That's but right. But anyway, so that's the, the Google uh, business listing. And, yeah, this is a new feature where you can create a website um, almost built entirely from the Google My Business details. Exactly. So this is basically a one-page website. So I know a lot of people usually struggled about, well, look, I'm starting this and I haven't got time to build a website just yet. Can I just get that one page up? And this is exactly what that does. Now, one thing to be aware, obviously, it hosts your site on a different domain. So, for example, Craig, yours says zensystems.business.site. And all of the sites that seem to be created by this has that, that domain postfix, which is business.site. So you're not going to get a zensystems.com.au. Mm. You're going to get this. Um, it's, I'm really interested to see how this ranks. You know, Yeah, whether, whether and they, we're doing some testing. Yeah, right? <laughs> whether they give it preference. I mean, I hope they don't over our own yes. personal, you know, our own agency sites, but it wouldn't surprise me to see this climbing up. And as you say, if you're a... If you're a small business and some of these small businesses, you know, little local business, they don't have the time or the know-how to create a website. They should have a local business listing and then this is an obvious. It's, it's actually one of those things that in hindsight you go, oh, why wasn't this there before? <laughs> now, there it is. Well, there it is. And, and I think one of the things I loved about it was just easy to get done. Easy. It's got, the de- it's got your name, it's got your contact details and your address yep. and it's got lots of photos. I yep. like that idea. It just pulls through photos. So visual is the way to go. Exactly. So I'd encourage everyone to go and look at that and you can log in with the links in the show notes. All right, Craig, on to our HubSpot sales feature of the week. Now, LinkedIn Sales Navigator integration. This was talked about at Inbound back in November last year, and it's finally here. Yeah, and so this is another, what I'm going to say is um, preview of what's to come because I don't have LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Neither do I. I, It's time to get it. I'm not qualified to talk about this. We're just mentioning this as a sales feature, which they've announced. I think it's really smart because you can bet that with Microsoft having purchased LinkedIn recently, that Microsoft's CRM is going to uh, integrate very closely with LinkedIn. It's going to be a rich source of data. So this is HubSpot saying, oh, yeah, we can pull that data in for you as well. Based on the screenshots they had in their uh, release notes about it, it looks very powerful. looks like it provides a lot of extra data. So it's another one of those tools that sales uh, teams can use to make their prospecting and, and relationships with customers and prospects uh, much better. All right, on to our opinion of the week, Craig. And this is from wide.com. And this is all to do with welcome to the next phase of Facebook 
Backlash. Backlash. Yeah, so this has been on my list of items I've wanted to mention on the show for probably a month or so now. This was an article talking about how back in May, The Australian, which is an Australian newspaper, investigated Facebook and reported on the fact that Facebook was offering, offerings in inverted commas, the ability for advertisers to target uh, underage uh, kids by underage women under Facebook uh, age, so 14-year-olds, and also based on emotional states. So some of them might be stressed and it looked at some of the uh, psychological vulnerabilities, such as um, they felt worthless or insecure. And so for an advertiser, that's potentially quite appealing because you can hit people at, you know, when their defences are down, so yes. to speak. So this caused a, a big uh, outcry at the time, and rightly so. And it wasn't clear whether this was actually Facebook had actually promoted this or whether some people, the slide deck had got out, that was basically noting that they'd identified that they could uh, see these things in people using Facebook. In any case, the reason this is in opinion of the week is because I wanted to remind marketers that I actually think we have a responsibility as leaders in a way. When you're a marketing person, you actually have quite a lot of influence over how your brand's presented and what you can do. I think we need to be very confidently saying that we won't abuse those powers that we have. And I think it's it's a very hard line to to you know tread because in some ways we need to get results for our companies or our customers. And in others, we need to be responsible. And these are potentially unknowingly exposed uh, people. And so whatever they are, kids or particular demographics, I think as marketers, we need to think very carefully about how we have a social responsibility not to abuse those features, we'll call them. That's a very good thought, Craig. And now on to our possibly interesting link of the week, Craig. Shot six. Growing your Instagram following... And this is an experiment that was covered by Lauren Holiday. Yeah. Now, tell me a bit about this. Oh, so I love this. So I, I follow Lauren on Medium. Yes. I, I love what she writes about. And what this experiment, or oh, it's not really an experiment, it's just kind of a, a process that uh, one person was saying. So oh, actually, I'll go back a step. Gary Vaynerchuk says, oh, not everyone can be a, an influencer, social media influencer. I mean, if you could, everyone would be, right? And so this person said, oh, no, I reckon I can be an Instagram influencer. All I'll do is, you know, follow a few set processes, buy a few likes and, and all of that kind of thing. So this was the process they went through. Yeah, and I right. thought it was really interesting. So basically they, they got a whole lot of content together. Yeah. Then they looked at hashtags using hashtags well. Then they used bots to basically reply and follow and leave comments and this kind of thing. And then they also reached out to actual influencers to promote them so that this person's, um, you know, he could increase his profile. And it's a really good article about how it went. And he did get some success, yep. but ultimately he gave up because it was too hard. <laughs> it was like too much work, you know, and it's kind of like, well, there you go. To be an influencer is not just, you know, an overnight thing. It's not yep. that simple. However, the reason for keeping it in the show notes is because I think this is good for marketers to look at. This is the kind of the processes we go through. And quite often we're after that silver bullet. Oh, I'll just do this. I'll buy some followers. I'll get some. It's not. It's not easy, right? As Gary Vaynerchuk said, uh, if it was, everyone would do it. And then we've we've actually followed with another article by Gary V talking about some of his Instagram tips, some which I like and some I don't. Like I don't like how he is a bit disingenuous. I think in times and how he follows people and DMs them, but. Yeah. Nevertheless, he's incredibly successful. Yeah. So you can have a look at his thinking around Instagram. 
Excellent. Now, our resource of the week, Craig, and this is the Mary Meeker report, which we've covered a long time most, ago. Most years we've covered episodes. this. Yes. And this is a really interesting episode, and you would have seen people at HubSpot probably tweeting about it and encouraging people to look at it, but it's the annual internet trends report. So it's there, and we might start pulling that apart in some There's some great episodes. findings, yeah, and this this particular post that we linked to on Think Growth, which is the HubSpot Medium channel, it's a bunch of HubSpot marketers talking about what their key takeaways were from the report. Things like the rise of mobile, you know how every year we say it's the rise of mobile and just keeps going, you know. Interestingly enough, the rise of ad blockers, just how that's been big on mobile, it's now big on desktop and just the problems that's causing for marketers because mm. we can't actually track people and follow yes. people, uh, things like that. Um, the rise of content and, in fact, content marketing gets a bit of a bit of a mention in there and then advertising and really it's just a Google and Facebook world. And yes. Yeah, and so if... I still run into people that say, oh, Facebook, we're not going to be on Facebook. I'm just like, why? <laughs> you know, you just can't convince some people. Even an industry report like this, which yeah. shows just, you know. Yeah, it's really interesting because I, I can't remember where I read this this week, where was the growth in Twitter versus the growth in Facebook, and Facebook absolutely eclipsed that growth compared to Twitter. So I don't think it's dying It's probably soon. an order of magnitude. Yes. Yeah, difference. It's, it's yep. massive, which is not to say don't use Twitter, but it is to say you should be using Facebook. Yeah. You know, exactly. Or at least testing with it. If you, if you do a full test, you try and you run a few tests on Facebook and it doesn't work, great. Well done. I'm happy exactly. with that. Okay, it didn't work. At least you did, not a fit. did your due diligence. But when you've just got some idea based on nothing, <laughs> oh, it drives me nuts. Anyway. All right, Craig, on to our finally is our tool of the week. Now, this is something you were showing me, and I really liked it because it really distilled what can be a very data-heavy report, like an analytics report, which is sometimes hard to understand, hard to read, especially if you're not living in the world of um, online. This really distilled it really well and easily, easy to read, really visual, and I loved it, loved it. And it's actually, so the site where this is at is called Watergraph. Com. So you can actually plug in your accounts in there. So you can plug in like Facebook ads, Google ads. What else can you plug in? Analytics, Analytics. Twitter, Instagram. Yes. And you can Google actually search draw, console. Yep. draw that data back in. So it's great for providing reports to management and so on. Yeah. So I'll tell you how this came about because I think this is a common scenario that we have. We've got, we're working with a customer and they want some analytics analysis and they want help understanding what's happening on their site for their digital team. Okay, great. That's one part. The second part is they need a report for management and management don't have a clue. They just want the, you know, just give me the highlights. So something like bounce rate, they actually don't want to understand what bounce rate means. And so you don't want to go, but they do understand things like number of visitors, pages that they go to, percentage of people returning. And so this tool is perfect for managers. Mm. And so if you're a marketing manager listening to this going, oh, how do I prepare a report to show, you know, the the pointy heads up in the boardroom who don't understand anything, this could be the answer. And it's excellent because it pulls it in and puts it in that infographic style. Yeah. Very easy to consume. I love it. All right. On that final tool tip of the week. It's time to say goodbye. So, folks, until next time, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and we would love you to join our WhatsApp and Facebook groups and be a part of the community. Craig, until next time. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.